Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, who is the liar? Whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Whoever denies the Father and the Son. This is the Antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son does not have the Father, but whoever confesses the Son has the Father as well. Let what you heard from the beginning remain in you. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made us, eternal life. I write you these things about those who would deceive you. As for you, the anointing that you receive from him remains in you, so that you do not need anyone to teach you. But his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and not false. Just as it taught you, remain in him. And now children remain in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence and not be put to shame by him at his coming. The Word of the Lord All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Gospel of John. This is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, who are you, so we can give an answer to those who sent us? What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent, and they asked him, Why then do you baptize, if you are not the Christ, or Elijah, or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord Beloved, who is the liar? Whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ? Whoever denies the Father and the Son? This is the Antichrist. Who was writing this? John the apostle, who, as a young man, most likely a boy, stood at the foot of the cross on Good Friday. He's writing now as an old man, and he was using pretty harsh language. Why? Let what you heard from the beginning remain in you, John wrote. Why did he have to write that? Because factions had already started in the church. John had to reiterate more than once that John the Baptist was not the light, but came to testify to the light. Look at today's gospel. John 
put it in the Baptist's own mouth. I am not him. I am not the Messiah. Why would the gospel writer John have to include that about the Baptist? The reason, most likely, is that the Baptist still had a following of some sort. He had disciples. And he was not the only one. There were a host of different sects and even heresies that had already started while John the Apostle was still alive. Isn't it interesting? Christ started a church. One church. He gave Peter the keys and then went to sit at the right hand of the Father. Right before he ascended, he said he would send the Advocate, the Spirit, to guard and guide his church. The church has a teaching office, a magisterium. Look how authoritative John is in these readings. But the magisterium is guided by the Spirit whose anointing teaches us everything that is true and not false. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, one God. That is the preeminent mystery of Christianity. And it was under attack in a vicious manner in the 4th century when today's honored saints, Basil the Great and Gregory Nanzianzen, lived. During their lifetimes, all manners of heresy raged. The ugliest one, Arianism, named after a renegade priest from Egypt named Arius, was the foulest. Arius claimed that Christ was created by the Father, making him a super-powerful creature, but not God. That clearly contradicts today's passage from John. But that did not seem to matter. Arianism became the heresy of choice for the wealthy, the emperors, bishops, upper classes. Basil, Gregory, and Basil's brother, Gregory of Nyssa, are known as the Cappadocian Fathers. Cappadocia, a region in modern-day Turkey. These three were brilliant theologians. They used their keen intellects and knowledge of scripture to refute the raging heresies. Consubstantial, a term from the Nicene Creed we say on Sundays, was given to us in 325 AD. Basil deftly defended that crucial term, which explains the relationship between the Father and the Son. Look at John's epistle today. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father as well. We said consubstantial in the creed for 1,700 years. In 1970, quote-unquote experts changed it to one in being. Their argument was nobody understood what consubstantial meant. Well, what does one in being mean? Consubstantial. Con meaning with or of the same substance. That is precise. That is clear. That is doctrine. The correct term, consubstantial, was put back in the creed in 2011. Basil the Great and Gregory Nanzianzen went back to the beginnings to defend the true faith. They went to John, an eyewitness, a man who stood at the foot of the cross to bring us what is true and not false. So let what we've heard from the beginning remain in us. Then we will remain in the Son and the Father.